You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain planner features. See T-Mobile.com. gentlemen thank you for joining us tonight on the discipline therapy podcast for your discipline therapy thursdays with your two hosts suhey sotomayor and with me always mr el discipline who's drinking his water keeping hydrated because it's hot out there oh yeah um also i would like to remind our wonderful viewers to follow subscribe like and share and turn those notifications on also, a big shout out to our sponsor, Jam House Music Studio, located in Lindenhurst, New York. We're also on the major listening platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, um, Deezer, Castbox, Overcast. Uh, what else? iHeartRadio. Um, iHeartRadio, and Pod many Podchaser, and many more. This is your discipline therapy, where everything is completely free. You want to know what's free? If you subscribe, it's for free. It's judgment-free, sucker-free, sensor-free, sensitive-free, and plenty of liberty. God and the ancient ancestors are great, and that means everything else is straight. So go grab your wine, popcorn, or roll a blunt, but the main thing is make sure the children are in bed. Why? Because we have that soul, food, and sometimes vulgar conversations. Prepare your mind to be fed. Light one up, inhale life, and exhale strife. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are tuned in to the Discipline Therapy Podcast. We're We're here. here. All right, and today tonight we have a really great episode, episode 40, Thick Women versus Slim Women, and we it. have a fantastic in-studio guest, Ms. Jennifer Michelle. All the way from CT. Yes. You know what? That is wonderful. That's amazing, because we offered, you know, you could have done Zoom, you yeah. could have called in, but you came all the way out here, and you know what? We thank you for that. That is amazing. Thank Never you. A problem. But you know, there's a plethora of women out there who want to meet me. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she wants to meet me. Right. Us. 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 Yeah. I like that. That's better. I like yep, that. Yep, yep. All right. Really, really me. You. <laughs> she is a commissioned portrait artist from Connecticut that we just said, um, with a bachelor's in fine arts. Her self-portrait, Aphrodite and Broken, was received by the National Organization of Women and recognized by House Representative Rosa de Laura. She is an educator and student and is currently working towards a dual master's in social work and women's and gender studies. She is a keynote speaker with Jane Doe No More, a sexual abuse survivor network. That's amazing. Mm. That's amazing work. She is a humanist and supporter advocate for the body positivity movement. Check out her work at jennifermichelle.myportfolio.com I went on there. Thank you. Oh. That's a, you have a, quite a little talent there. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Nice. I try and, every once in a while. Every once, not all the time. <laughs> just, all the time. Just, just sometimes. I love people who work hard. 
or who have ambition. doesn't matter who you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I love that. All it means is I don't sleep. <laughs> I know we <laughs> we asked you, um, well, before we, we went on air, uh, what is it? Oh, no, you said that you yell at, at kids all day long. And I, I said, do. oh, what do you do? Are you a teacher? And you said both. What I, grade do you teach? Uh, right now I'm teaching middle school, so 6th, 7th, and 8th, oh. which but, is rough. Yeah, they're... They yeah, they can be because I had kids at that age, yeah. and I mean, now well, they're older. But I was gonna say, my owner eleven and 15, or eleven and sixteen. My son just turned sixteen, so oh, that's nice. In the same range. But. Yeah, no, mine are twenty and twenty-three. So I got rid of that age quick. Yeah. I'm like, come on, let's go, move, mm. move faster. I know, I'm, I'm almost done. Good for you. Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. Wow, that is rough. It is rough. They're they're a handful. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, my <laughs> Lord. All right. So, are you ready to? Discuss our our topic for today. Thick women. Yeah, she was like, "Let's go. Let's jump into it." Ready too. All right, let's go, Mister Yale Discipline. Oh, you want me to start, or are you gonna? That you're gonna run with it? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> the first bullet always... is the first bullet is don't date thick women and then ask them to go to the gym or change their diet. You mm. wanted them to. You wanted them that way, and you got them that way. Yeah. That's directed towards the fellas. Let's ask our, our wonderful guest who came all the way from Connecticut. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I mean, I generally, I find that it's kind of funny, actually. Guys that normally go to the gym a lot, I think they like thick women because they think they want to lift us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I say this all the time to everybody. <laughs> like, a, good point. A, lot of the, a lot of times the guys that are like really fit or like bodybuilders and stuff like that are always hitting on thick women. And I think it's just because they want to see if they can bench press us. That's mm. hysterical. Are you a comedian too? <laughs> We've had some funny guests on the show. If, that was funny. Like walking around my house, it's like a sitcom. So maybe that's just practice. It's got to be. When I when I see a thick woman, I look at her as, like you said, it's a, it's a workout because I enjoy working out. So I look at it like when we have physical activity, whether it's sex, um, well, you know, I live a BDSM life, mm -hmm. whatever it is, that's going to be a workout. I don't need to go to the gym that day. She's going to give me that workout. Um, so, you know, skinnier women, you could get a workout as well, but bigger women give you a bigger workout. You know, it's that's funny. How I look at it's it. funny that she said um, that she, a lot of guys, you know, who lift weights and stuff, which yeah. I I agree with you too. But I've also seen like the really skinny guys yeah. with some big women. It's one or the mm -hmm. other. Yeah, and it's like, well, how 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 does that work right there? <laughs> that always scares me as a thicker woman because I've been both. I've been skinny and I've been thick, but like as a thicker woman, mm -hmm. like the thought of like a little skinny man, I'm afraid. You're afraid that you're gonna break him. She was gonna get to I'm my question. That I'm gonna hurt him. I was gonna I was gonna ask you what um do you have a preference? Like do you like muscular men? Do you like men who are big guys? Uh, oh, like. Oh, like know, fluffy guys yeah like teddy bears so type. i know like the dad bod is in right now it's like a huge thing everybody's all about the dad bod mm -hmm. i'm okay with that because i don't feel like i'm gonna break somebody mm -hmm. um but i'm five foot four so i tend to like people that are taller but mm -hmm. that's not hard to do mm -hmm. when you're five foot four most people are but as, as far as body type you like a like a thicker guy or like a thinner mm -hmm. more muscular like I, i'm not too keen with like the, the the thinner type of guys yeah. only because of for that reason like i don't want to right i don't want to hurt you right because um, <laughs> even though like big girls i think the assumption is that like we're lazy or what have you but generally speaking i'm quite athletic in those moments when it's necessary and so i find that like somebody small might not be able to keep me I don't, I don't mind a lazy woman in bed i'll mm. tie my i'll tie you up and have my he'll, he'll make you lazy is what mm. he's saying yeah. <laughs> i don't know how to do that i was thinking about that actually on the way up here i was yeah. thinking about like because i've listened obviously and, and thinking about some of those things like I would have a huge problem. Like I, it wouldn't work. 
Mm-hmm. She'd be tired of fighting. I would be. I would be mad about it because I like to move. Like I like to do. Yeah, she's she's proactive. She's ambitious. Yeah, but most right. most it's it's uh it's kind of like that. If you have like a worker, you know, that's why you might have a muscular man who goes after a thicker woman because, like, it's not just the work. It's also like I'm only speak for myself. When I see a thick woman versus a slim woman, I'm like the thick woman could take more pain. If I spank her, she's well, there's not, more cushion. There's more cushion. Like she's not. Whereas yeah. I might break the little, the little one, or I, or you might hurt your hand, like hitting a bone or something. No yeah, offense, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, match her, equally, her comedy style. Listen, they're equally, um, they're equally fun. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have a slimmer woman in the air fucking her. Oh you could, God. you could also do that with a bigger woman. You know what I'm saying? It's a workout, but you could also do it with a bigger woman. You could toss the girl, the smaller woman on the bed. You could do the same thing with a bigger woman. It depends on the man and his, you know, build abilities and muscle density. Um, But I, I do feel that thicker women are more fun. <laughs> like you go, you, know you could kind of so no, just right. squeeze them. I agree. And, you know what I'm saying? Like you could just squeeze them. So, <laughs> so. So, okay, so before we get into it, oh, I want it. to, what? I didn't oh, do the cosa. <laughs> you know what? It's too late now. It's too late. Before we, um, before we get into it, I want to, like, I know you're cool and everything, but if there's anything that you don't want to disclose, plead the fifth. You can. A, you could always plead the fifth. Anything right. that's too much, because we can be vulgar. I know you're cool, because we've already talked right. about it, but just in case. I mean, I'm... You know, I teach, and so yeah. that's why it's Jennifer Michelle in here. But right, so I have to do the disclaimer because right. I want to ask you this next. Oh I, lord, I was warned a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I was yeah, have a little. You, I think. Have you ever had because you are heavy breasted, which is not an insult? No. Okay. She almost spit up her water. No, with no, that no. One. I was trying to like. <laughs> it's not an insult, you know. Um, have you ever had a man that said to you, "I just want to like titty fuck you" or something? Absolutely. Mm. But the next part of that is that like a lot of these things that people ask to do or whatever is really not that enjoyable for us. Like mm. it's really super awkward. Yeah, we awkward. don't get pleasure from right. that. Right. It's not mm. like. It's just like, I hope you're enjoying it. The only, pl- I was just going to say the only mm. pleasure is like making sure that somebody else is enjoying it, that type of feeling from it. But for us, it's like super awkward. I mean, yeah. even though I'm busty, like you still hold everything together to make yeah. sure that there's. And then all you see the is proper... like something coming at you, <laughs> but it's, it's okay. I mean, I was going to ask you the same thing. But has that have has anybody ever asked to do that yeah. yes and mm-hmm. like like jennifer <laughs> said it's like okay yeah sure but there's no you know nerve receptors Pleasure there there's you. nothing right. there it's uh, just like you know somebody rubbing your skin do you right do you have a preference of race now currently because you're thicker because you said you were both right currently i'm talking about now before you answer that when you were slimmer and how and how you are now, what was the tension like? Oh, that's a good question. So, so even when I was slimmer, I was still curvy. Okay. And I not maybe not like busty like I am now, but I was still curvy. So I found that a lot of times, and this is obviously generally speaking, a lot of white guys weren't necessarily into me, mm. which is I mean, it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. fine. Because yeah. I wasn't really into them either. But um I don't I think for me it's more of a personality thing because I've dated it all I've dated all of it, but for me, personality-wise, but I am more actually like attracted to black men. Mm, okay. Why is that? I don't 
I don't know. I think I know. Well, I actually truly for me, like it's a visual thing mm -hmm. and like the artist in me like takes that over. Um, but truly it is a visual yeah. thing. Like the, I think that the, the contrast of skin and everything mm. like that to me is like very like meshing together. Yeah. Right. right. Nice. There's something about that for me. And it's always been like that since I was actually one of my like all time first crushes was Tupac and like to this day. Oh, well, right. Exactly. And to this day, like still, and I was, I had to have been a teen, like before teenager actually yeah. probably because I'm 40. How, how long ago was that? Uh, long time. I probably just yeah. added my yeah. age yeah. too. Come on, 45. It's okay. <laughs> he 20, is 20, 20, 25 years ago. Right, so more I mean, even before yeah, that, he would have been what fifty now. More than twenty-five years, yeah. I remember like loving him when I was like in when I lived in Colorado as a child. Like I was like thirteen, twelve. You're originally from Colorado. I've been all over. Um, I was born in Cali, and I've lived between here and Colorado my whole life. What? Mm. So, as in New York, no Connecticut and right. and Colorado. Yep. That is so cool. Yeah, my father's originally from Cal uh, Connecticut. My mom's from Colorado. Mm. Nice. So I've been fortunate. You a skier? No, I hate the snow. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I hate the wind. I hate it. I'm not yeah, a, I'm not it's cold. getting warm, and I'm like in my element. I was saying, like the kids today, I was like, oh, everybody's like, so it's supposed to be like 80 degrees. They're like, yeah, great. I'm like, no, it's great. They're like, we're here. I'm like, well, that does Wait, so how? We, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was no, going to go off no, topic anyway. No, I was going to go off topic. All right. Well, <laughs> knowing you, knowing you a little bit outside of the podcast, right? I know you're an alpha female. Yes. And I think that is another reason you gravitate towards black men. Probably. Yeah. Um, because you kind of see them like that equivalent. Like they where, can handle her. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and then my second thing was going to be like, you know, where you weren't attracted to the white guys, they weren't attracted to you. That's could that be the same thing? You know what I'm saying? Some countries okay. might look at you and say you're unhealthy or you're obese. Right. But my culture, because I'm Caribbean, I'm like, oh, you look good. Like right. you're you're like healthy. healthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this next bullet, fellas, <laughs> don't go after a thick woman if your dick can't make it past the cheeks. I've heard that many times. Those that cheeks is a will fact. test you. <laughs> He's like, that I can put fact. money on this. I've heard that many times. Mm -hmm. Because the uh, only person we can ask for their expert opinion on this one is you. Yeah, because thicker women, there's more cushion for the pushing. So. They might, and even Fab has said it. Have you ever heard the Slim Thim Slick mm -hmm, track? Mm -hmm. They have the ability to make you come quicker because mm. of those cushions. So it's almost like, like I tell the men, like, know your limits. <laughs> you know what like if so. you're going to date, like we were saying prior, if you're going to date a uh, Slim Thig or a uh, uh, Thick Woman, whatever you want to call her, right? Um, You know, know your limits. Like, don't start saying, hey... Yeah, I want you to go to the gym now. You met her that way. Right. Don't try to change You know what now. I'm saying? Like, now it's time to have sex. And then she's pulling your pants down and you have two inches and she's kind of mm. like, what's that going to do? I mean, it's going to get her angry. I can tell you that much. She's going to be like, what is this garbage right. you're coming You know what I'm here? saying? Right? Yeah. I got some cheeks with that one. Yeah. So, um, so you were saying, like, did you um, mention earlier if you do have a preference of body type? Men? Very skinny for me is always awkward. So okay. I mean, I've dated then, like I've. I, I was gonna ask because you have, you had asked her if her taste in men has changed. Yeah. With 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 her body type. With her body type. Nope. Um, it's always been the same, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I've been always... very consistent with that. Hmm. All right, that's good. That's yeah. good to know. Now, but now, go ahead. is like a problem for me. Ah, uh, now with 
black men being like your preference, mm-hmm. do you adapt everything about black culture and black men, or you just like them? Was it because you're attracted to the the alpha, the skin um, um, tone? You said. Um, I. Th- I don't know how to answer that actually. Kind of, me, you kind of me, stopped me on that. Like for example, like um, for example, like hip hop is oh, like so black you culture. Listen to, to that oh kind well, of yeah, that's stuff? yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. That's I thought you were saying like, do I adapt myself to the culture of the person that I'm, whoever I'm with? And I was going to say oh, no. Okay. When you're with me, you're just with me. Like, oh okay. I don't necessarily change that. Oh, that's right. good because yeah. you should always be yourself anyway. In, right. In any I'm relationship. transparent and authentic, like on every level. So it's really. Um, it's you either love me or hate me. Mm. I do believe that the woman adapts the man's lifestyle, culture, character. That's why I, I think that most people do that though. Like when you're with somebody, yeah, if they listen to a different type of music than you listen mm-hmm. to, like you kind of start to listen, you feel it out. I mean, granted, normally in the beginning, it's like you don't want to listen to it, but then you start to like. It's like I dated somebody that like country music. I was, I was about like, to say, I was like, oh god, I was like, why? How why long is this did happening? that last? Four <laughs> years. Oh my lord! But she was a black woman. Oh yeah. So like, go figure. That's four years of country music. Yeah, it was rough. You must have really she loved was, this person. She's so great, like so amazing. But yeah. <laughs> Like it, it's it like, I love you, but right. you got to change your music styles. But then you find yourself every once in a while, like a song or two, and you're singing it and you're like irritated with yourself that you're singing it, like disgusted. <laughs> Why am I singing I like this? the old country, like Alabama type, mm-hmm. not not like the new, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, that's right. me. I'm going off topic yeah. again. So what are your, what are your goals, aspirations? Like after you, you achieve what you need to achieve um, academically. I still, I used to think that I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up yeah. and I still don't. And I went through, I was, I've been a hairdresser since I was 19. So mm. I've, that was one career that I had and I've worked in corporate. I've done all these different things and I don't think there is an end goal. Okay. I think it just keeps progressing and going further so and further. So you have like an insatiable appetite. Yeah. That's for for knowledge, for like, yeah, for all everything. Right. Right. Like, I feel like I need to know everything. I always want to know everything. So she mentioned, um, the you're on a pursuit of of uh studying men and women um what talk about that a little bit i think that and you might not like this so much but i know we've had conversations about it um for me it's more so of dispelling a lot of the social social norms around like gender and it's not necessarily like you know gender roles in particular but like gender in general like why is why should i not be able to fix my own car because i have a vagina like that's so ridiculous to me and I do say vagina a lot. And so like my daughter no, stopped. I know. I figured yeah. you'd be fine with it. My daughter normally is like, mom, you said vagina way too much. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> but like, I think that just because you have a penis, like I, you shouldn't be afraid to be vulnerable, which I know this is like, that's a thing for you, but like, mm. you shouldn't be afraid to be vulnerable no more than I should be afraid to fix my own car just because I have a vagina. Well, I don't have a problem with that. With being with vulnerable. With, no, no, no well, when you, oh. you fixing your own car. Right. Being vulnerable depends right. on I'm, the circumstance. Of course. But as far as like your tire is out, I'm here, you're here, I'm the type of person I'm going to do it because of the man that I am. But if you know how to do it, you know, there might be a day, go ahead, do it. Right. But most women don't know how to do that. Right. Like you're in the 1%. Yeah. I do not know. You're in the one percent oh, yeah. that does. Right. And you I don't want to know either. So I was Yeah. So I don't put um I don't put a a, a stamp on oh because regardless if she knows how to do it. Like right. that's great. Yeah, that's I, wonderful. Yeah, so I don't I don't nah I don't oppose that. And like coming here also, like 
it doesn't matter if we agree or disagree. This is your time to shine. shine. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're not here, obviously I'll do what I do. But, you know, this is your time to talk your truth and whatever it. Right. But I think that we, we've had conversations where he knows that I'm not afraid to necessarily argue with him. No, that's good. And we, I I want to just to touch on that. I think it's, I think it's wonderful and necessary for a woman to know in case she's, you know, God forbid driving by herself. It's always a good thing to know. I do not know. And I don't plan on on learning because I feel like I'm just going to call somebody. (laughs) Triple A, a friend. I don't know, but that's just me. But other things, um, I do, I do uh, agree with you, you know, with how it's, um, why should I be the one that always has to cook and clean? I like cooking. I like to cook for, no, I like to cook for big, like, like big I don't know how to cook dinners. small. Yeah. Yeah. I always cook big. So that's yeah. irritating to cook for small dinners, yeah. but why should I have to always do that yeah. alone? That well, I, I think that's something, I, I think that's something that should be discussed <laughs> with, within, you know, the couple, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm coming home right. after you and you're here, start dinner, I'll finish it. Right. But, you know, like it, that's something that I think is, a, you know, you, you come to an understanding. But I don't always think that has a gender issue. I don't mm. think that is a gender, a gender thing. I don't I, I, I don't think so either. I also, exactly. And I also think that just like females should learn how to change a tire right. and know a little bit more about your car so that you don't get taken for it. I right. think it's important for males to also know how to cook because, you know, you, you might right. not have a girlfriend, you know, for yeah. a long period of time. Right. You ha- how are you going to feed yourself? Yeah. You're going to go to your mom's house? Yeah, like right. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm self-sufficient, so yeah. I know right. how to do exactly. all of that. Right. People should be self-sufficient. Where it's different. Female yeah. and male to, at the same time. Absolutely. With yeah. each other. You know, you just have to get to do what that other gender does just so that you have that knowledge to do it for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to all the time, but, you know. And for me, one of those things, like, I... I feel like I've earned the right to like, I know how to fix all those things in my mm-hmm. car and I've done a lot on my Amazing. own and like wiring in the car. So like weird yeah. stuff. Like there's been times where I'm like trying to fix like the exhaust on an old car that like crazy weird stuff that I've tried to fix just because I, why not? There's YouTube, like I can try to fix it. Mm. But if, if I have a flat tire and you tell me you're going to change it, I'm going to let you do that mm. because I don't want to. I was about it. to say, <laughs> like, I hope I'm so. Not, so I'm like, not a fool. Like, I like that. I like yes. that. I know that how to do it, but I'm not going yes. to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's the, right the point. Do it. That's yeah. the point. Right. Exactly. I know how to, but if you're here and you want right. to, and you know, that's fine. A hundred percent. Because I'm the type of person, and I've said this in prior shows, like I offer regardless. You know what I'm saying? I get into right. a relationship. You know, she needs money. I offer. Pay the bills. I offer. You know, hold the door. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can hold my own door no i'm doing this i offer mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying regardless but you know there's women out there that are like no, steadfast I could do it. like Don't they're touch adamant it. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. so i like that but well you're also a libra so you you right. look at like both balance. perspectives i do <laughs> i am yeah um i want to get into this um you're a, you're a keynote speaker with jane doe no more yes how did that come about and how how did you did you start that organization no, okay no. How did i wish that... i no there's this wonderful woman her name is donna um i did that art piece aphrodite and broken and it started it was a response to it was like a homework assignment mm. so it was a response to a homework assignment we were um, we had to create a visual response to some art history stuff. And it was during the feminist era and like, that's what we were studying. Mm-hmm. So I've mentioned, and I, I know you probably know this. I used to work as a bartender in a gentleman's club. Mm-hmm. So like this topic is, you know, nothing's off. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing's out of like out of Not the limits all. for me okay. because right. Yeah. I've been around it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I started this art piece and I don't know if you looked at it or read the prose that goes along with it, but there's like degrading words in it and things like that, things that I would hear on a regular basis. And mm. so that's how it started. Mm. Well, because of my history, my past, um, I was abused. I was, um, I was sexually assaulted for years, uh, by my mom's boyfriend. And this that's is something awful. that we talk about and it's, it's known. So it's not necessarily something that I'm outing myself here. Right, right. Um, but for like three years and it started this whole grooming behavior, which I didn't even realize was happening. Um, so I did this art piece and I put all my story in there and I was like so excited because as an artist, we never finish anything. So like to actually finish something that was mm -hmm. done and framed it, like it was amazing. And I started to show people this art piece and, you know, my therapist at the time, she started to use it for other patients. Like, oh, that's clients. Awesome. yeah, it's, it's really amazing, but showing it to other people, they started to tell me their stories and what was kind of like traumatizing to me. And fortunately I knew how to process it. Like a lot of the stories I was like, oh, well, that's happened to me. Like, mm -hmm. oh, and I didn't even like I'm realize like, it. Right. And so I'm like, oh, that's happened to me. That's happened to me. That's happened to me. And so like by the end of it, I was like, what the hell? Like mm -hmm. my, my whole life got like turned upside down in 24 hours. Yeah. And I stay, I was like up processing all night, like just thinking about like all the crazy stuff that people had told me that happened to me that I didn't even realize was an right. assault really. And the next day, fortunately, was my therapist appointment. And I go in and she's like, so, you know, like, and I show her the piece and we're talking about it. And I tell her all that happened. She's like, so, like, how do you feel? And I was, and she goes, well, what do you think? And I was like, she's so fucked up. Like, that was all I could say. Like, and that was pretty much the end of it because mm -hmm. by then I had already thought it all through. But I mean, even to the point where um, I think that was probably maybe four years ago or so. Um, I was date raped like a month before that, but it was just so common to me that I didn't even register it. Wow. So now let me ask you a, a question. Mm -hmm. So has, has your personality, like the way you, the, the, the Jennifer Michelle I'm meeting now, mm -hmm. has that person always been there? I mean, have you always been like this or how? Okay. Not even close. So when you were younger and mm -hmm. all this happened to you, were you more, are you more of, um, mm -hmm. Right. Are you more of, a, um, for a lack of, of a better word right now, more pro-woman now than you were back then? Or was it like around the same? It's different. It's different. Um, I was raised by a, a single mother. So, I mean, predominantly. Mm -hmm. And my mom's, I'm stubborn and independent. My mom's probably 10 times, 10 times worse than I am. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she always instilled in me like the ability to change your own tire, to make your own money, to do all of those things, mm -hmm. which was wonderful. But she's, you know, she's working on it, but she's just as broken as I am for other right, reasons. Right. So like we now, and she was very young. My mom's only 15 when she had me. So we're very wow. close in age. Mm. So we're, I always joke and I say that I raised her well, like we're doing it <laughs> yeah, together. Right. right. Um, but she, fortunately, I guess because she's so outspoken, I've never had a problem. Being um, outspoken being, also? Well, no, being a woman. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but I have had a problem being like speaking. I've always been great for other people, like speaking on their Just behalf. For yourself. But for myself, I never did. Yeah. Now, how did you get through the sexual assault and things like that? Was it therapy? Because you mentioned your therapist. Yeah. So we, when I was younger, I get. I don't. I mean, I ended up moving away from the situation like three years after it happened, mm. um, and I kind of just didn't deal with it. Okay. I kind of just put it aside and I'm very, yeah, you buried it. Right. I'm very like, good at that. Like so many. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very. And you know, they say like it's, and this is this, like the true statistic. Um, one in four girls and one in six boys are, are abused by the time they're 18. So. And usually by somebody that they know. Right. And it's, no, it's more often than yeah. not somebody that they know. There are very few like random perpetrators. Yeah. I mean, when you think of predators, when you think of it that mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. but I just didn't deal with it. And it, mm. I mean, obviously it caused like a ton of problems yeah. and my pros, if you read that, like when you win and if you read that, 
it has a lot of that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just starts those behaviors that you think are acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, I mean, even bringing it back to the topic, that's why I was so thin because one of the only things I could control, control. was my eating. And so I just didn't. Oh. Now, has it affected your relationships because of it? Yeah. A lot. Did oh, you, yeah. did you, uh, okay. So uh, you said that it was your, one of your mother's boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Did, how did that come about? Does she know about it? Oh, and yeah, she, how did, yeah, she knows. Um, we, at the time, my mother is um, a recovering alcoholic and she's, she says she only did cocaine once for 15 years, but so realistically she has multiple addictions. Right. Um, but she, at the time she was, again, she was only 15 years older right. than me. So she was still a baby herself and she didn't know how to process like what was happening. We went to the police station and all that stuff, but that was my other question. Did you press charges or get him arrested or anything? So I was 10 and you know, I had been abused for, I mean, abused for years. So I didn't know how to verbalize what what's happening right? or what you were even feeling or thinking. Well, or even like what was going on or what happened. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time, you know, right. Right. And especially when he's an adult for Christ's sake. Exactly. And so because I couldn't verbalize it, they didn't take it seriously. I mean, there was a plethora of problems with him. I mean, he used to tap my mom's phones. Like he used to, he was like, Mm. he was not 100%. And so he was just a genuinely bad person. Um, and I, it was odd because I remember I was in school with his daughter and stuff like that. And my mom, like we were friends and my mom told me I couldn't hang out with her because of it. So I had to like tell her that I couldn't hang out with her because of what her father did. And Good for those, you, like, at least you said you told her. But I, it was like one of those things though, even like thinking on it now, it was just like, it just came out matter of fact, Right. but no, like the police didn't believe, like believe me really. So it never, nothing ever happened with it. Mm. That's terrible. I'm yeah. sorry for that. No, it's. I'm good with like not that I'm good with it, but right. You're proce- you're you're right. working on it now, and that's very important. Like like how we've had he and I have had conversations. We know you know other people who have verbalized. Oh, this is my. I know that this is my 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 toxic uh, characteristic or whatever, and they don't fix it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is something that that you know is if you leave it internally without trying to find a rhyme or reason or even right. try to wrap your head around it. Like you said, it has, it already has affected so much in your life, right? Right. That you're working on it. And that's a fabulous thing. And, you know, I I give you kudos for that. I actually, um, in speaking and doing all of that, it actually has helped me tremendously because now, I mean, we go to school and we're educating high schoolers on like consent and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's really awkward to be there in front of a bunch of 18 year olds and have them ask you these, some of these questions, which has been good and therapeutic in its own way. Does that click something in you? Like, why are they asking me this? Are they asking me because it, is it happening to them? Because that's what I would have, that's what I would have just picked up on. We've seen some. And now for me, because I do that and because I'm doing social work and because of all of these things. So like, we'll be out. My children love me so much, but they get so irritated with me because I'll be like, oh, that's a bad situation. They're like, mom, really? We're like (laughs) having breakfast. And I'm like, I I wonder if somebody's called DCF or something. And they're like, mom, shut up. And I'm like, I can't. Like it's just so bad. But it's true because you you know how it feels. You can't shut it off. Exactly. Like if you know how it feels and you see something that looks a little bit suspect, you're going to want to step in and do something. But what's interesting about that is I actually questioned my own education right now because I'm yeah, it's it's weird. So again, I'm teaching, and so there are students that you see, and you know that like some of them you could tell like at Mm -hmm. home it's rough, whatever. And there was one student who all of her behaviors seemed normal to me because it was so much of me. That I didn't oh, even question didn't it, and I didn't see the red flags. Wow. Whereas the other teachers were like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible!" Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Oh, I get because like, she mean? almost is like hypersexualized even mm. at her age." And so it was like weird because I was, to me, 
her behavior seemed normal, but that's because they were normal to my 11-year-old me. Right. right. Now, to cut you off, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's part of your job, right? To be able to read them and to be able to a- a- incorporate psychology. Now, what you've been through, some people might say, people that are in BDSM right now that are practitioners or participants, they have they had a horrid past that's why they're in bdsm some people whether it was a masochist mm-hmm. a sadist a submissive a dominant mm-hmm. yeah i've also i've Which asked is misconception. you that some people right. have right it's Which not misconception. yeah right um and there are some people that know that like i know that there are certain things that in that lifestyle i would never be able to do yeah um like just what? because of like my own mental there was somebody asked oh me. bdsm yeah like Not, I mean, some of it, I, I said that I was like, like, like what? Like, right, right. Like some of it, I definitely can, but like, um, like some stuff. Like choking? I, uh, that's, I that don't mind that. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that. But there like, there was one, somebody asked me one time if they could put me in a cage and I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Cause at some point I'm going it to get out. And shit. Right. But at some point I'm going to be out. So like mm-hmm. you're in trouble once I'm out. Yeah. You better run. And, right. And, and like, just to, you just pray I don't get out. And just to elaborate <laughs> on that. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. It's the it's the different dynamic right. and it's the person you're with. Like right. that guy could he's probably a um he's probably a master and he likes a master pet dynamic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like whereas a dominant may not want that. A dominant right. may treat his submissive as a queen. Right. You go out in public, you're holding hands. Of course. You know, like a, a cage to him is weird. Like I don't even want to have a collar and leash when we go out. That's right. for private. So, right. yeah, so like that's like those type of people will make you be more apprehensive to the lifestyle because now you might think this is how like the that. entirety right. of the lifestyle is. Or, no, and I know it's like normally an agreement, like, in a, you know, there's yeah. a, like there are limits and things like that. And I, that's totally understandable. I think that's one misconception, too, right. where mm. somebody who has been through some of the things I've been through. And don't get me wrong. I don't ever regret any of it. Right. Because um, it made you the person that you are and the 100%. amazing work that you're doing now. Right. And that's exactly Let it. me ask you this. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, with your with your history that you just shared with us, um, has that uh, affected your as adult now, like in a new yeah. relationship? When you tell them 
how, like your, your partner or whatever, how do they react? Do they, are they like, oh, like, do they not know how to treat you after that? Or do you find like they're more understanding? I always get the puppy dog eyes. And do, oh, okay. She answered my question. Then. I was going to say, do you disclose that right away? Um, I, I mean, That's I'm a good one. I always like to say that I'm an honest book, not necessarily an open book. My okay. business is my business. Okay. So I don't necessarily tell, say tell it. Right. Or, I mean, or maybe you wait in, until you find that they're or, trustworthy enough or whatever. You're right. I mean, people, when it's kind of hard when you speak with a keynote, when you're a keynote speaker for one of those, mm-hmm. like it's, it's kind of right. given, but I don't necessarily disclose like the details. Mm. Um, if I was asked, I would, it's not necessarily something that I hide. I don't have, I don't, I can't think of anything that I wouldn't necessarily say i mean unless i was uncomfortable and i would just say that i was uncomfortable i've read one um someplace that it says when you can tell your story without crying you've healed oh mm. so that's you know that's amazing that's good for you no it is amazing i, but I think the hardest part is because i feel like i've not that i i hadn't cried about that in so long that i didn't even um even when i finally sorted all that through i think what what made me so upset is like realizing all of the behaviors that i've carried on from that mm. like the, like what? Can you can give us an example. Um so I don't sleep through the night. Ever? Uh, you, like you have broken sleep. It's extremely rare. Um it's extremely rare, but it's usually because like I was always afraid to sleep through the night. Because mm. he was gonna come. Right. And my mom used to my mom was like she worked her she worked like crazy, like I do. Mm. Um and so she wasn't always home. And so if he was there, like I just wouldn't sleep through the night. Or I would like I remember when I was little, I used to like fall asleep, like curl myself up in little balls and like fall asleep in weird places. And I never realized, I never realized that's what it was until Mm. like years later. And then it kind of, when it hits you, you're like, yeah, like, it's just so wrong. so sad too. Yeah. But I, I didn't realize. And did that, did you realize that with therapy, like while you were in therapy and those subjects that came up, like, oh yeah, I would, you know, crawl into a ball and sleep in the corner. And did they make you realize, oh, well, you know why that is, right? No, actually, it was after all of this happened, like after the art piece and all that stuff, when all of these things started to come out, like it was like one thing after another after it was almost like that cookie, that crumb, yeah. like the crumb trail mm-hmm. that you follow, like one thing after another after another. And then all of a sudden, it was like, everything was just like, oh, shit, like, this wow. royally like, screwed me up, like on so like many light, levels. The light switch went up. Yeah. Wow. That's it's crazy. good to recognize that and get that closure. Right. I always say my life oh, changed in yeah, 24 well, hours. And it yeah. did. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's amazing. I think you do amazing work. Another thing I wanted to talk about is the um, supporter advocate for the body positivity movement. What What is that about? Yes. So, I mean, it's huge right now on social media. Like there's, yeah, but Lizzo. I've been saying this for a year, mm-hmm. right? Lizzo's, you got to love her. She's like, yeah. she's out there and she's she unapologetically yep. her, right? Beautiful. And I love it. And one of the things that I've, I've been saying for years when I worked in the club, especially like there's all these, I mean, the owners want like skinny women, like they want skinny strippers. That's what mm-hmm. they want. And so, right. But then you get all these guys that are coming in and they're like, isn't there somebody thicker? Thick isn't there somebody thicker? Yeah. Like, when are you getting on stage? And I, I'm 40. Like, I don't want to see myself <laughs> naked. I'm not letting you do it. Like, no, no, no. And I used to, I used to say that all the time. People would be like, no, 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 get up there. And so like, so mm. I keep saying, I was like, all these, all these girls are going to have to get in like a personality. And I, with yeah. that thing that I sent to you, like, you know, you're cute and all, but you better like figure out how yeah. to talk to people because they're, it's shifting. There's like a change yeah. in what people are like. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, like back in the day, um, a big butt was like taboo to have or, oh my God, you're fat, you're obese. But now like people like celebrities, mm-hmm. you know, and women are following and you're you're kind of seeing that what the men are starting to like as well. And now it's becoming more 
accepted. Right. Actually, I think now it's turning again. I think people want more of a, of a natural look. You If you're going to have a big ass yeah. and big tits, fine, but do it naturally because some of these women are taking it like to the Too extreme far. and it's like, that yeah. doesn't look good, honey. That, that does not, yeah. that's, you know, that's know, not so nice. Yeah. It's not visually appealing anymore. You no. know what I mean? There's someone out there who's going to fuck that. A man. There's an ass oh, for yeah. every seat. We say we used to say it all the time at the bar. There's an ass for every seat. Like no matter what you look like, there's yeah. somebody that's always going to be interested. Yeah. One of the things that I like, I think is is funny is that we have. There was a dancer that was there. She was absolutely beautiful, and she had had plenty of surgeries. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she decided that she her butt was too like too big, and so she was like, "I, I got to take some of it out" because she had put some like she kept putting into it. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, did she do it like the right way or did she, you know, like so sure. many of them I mean, just it went in? It looked like it was the right way. She had a phenomenal butt, but like, it looked some like it was the right way. Some people do fat transfer. Some people do shots. I I the shots is terrible. I don't know that's how they not, do it That's now. not good. No, I joke all the time and I tell my, my, and my daughter gets mad at me. I say, when, if, when, in it, when I hit that lottery, I'm getting, I'm going to look like Coco. I see his wife, like immediately. <laughs> I don't want well, to say anything, Coco, but like, yeah, <laughs> but I used to, I worked for plastic surgeons. So I, and not for right. I've had surgery. I've had a tummy tuck. I've had my breast done. Um, I'm going to get my neck done soon. I would, I'm all about that Brazilian butt lift life. I would do that in a no, minute. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And I'm sorry for all the plastic surgeons out there. Don't do it. That is it. It right now, your butt looks nice and squishy. And I, you know, maybe I'll get to squish it. And you do that. It's, like, it's like this. It's like hard. Oh, really? I, I kid you Even not. Even if they use your own fat. It, it, it just gets hard. That's weird. Yeah, it's not. Oh, I guess I'm glad you told don't me that. Just, yeah, just work out, girl. I, yeah, you know, do some, do some, you know, steps. Good. Maybe. <laughs> don't do it. All right. <laughs> Might have changed my mind. And, now, I, and I'll tell you, you a secret off air. Now, would you do it for your personal gratification or others as well? What workout? No. Oh. The surgery. She looked at me like right. Like I, I don't work out for myself. Like, Wait for me. For real? No. <laughs> The surgeries and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, no, that would only be for me. For you. Mm. Yeah, because if yeah, that's uh, why like pretty much the same thing. Like if you like if this is how you met me and you're cool with me like this, mm. you're out of luck. Mm. I, I not, and I don't want to you know um, make it seem like I'm against you know surgery or anything right. like that. If it's gonna make you feel better for yourself, that's the thing. A hundred percent. Because when I had my surgeries, mm-hmm. it wasn't for anybody else but for myself. I right. wanted to you know make feel better right. about it. So to whoever wants to do it, go right ahead. It's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. Where can we find this Jane Jane Doe No More? Like, is there? There is a website. There's also Facebook. Um, it, there's so it's Jane Doe No More on on the Facebook. That's mm-hmm. what they type in. Okay, yeah. and it's a it's a huge network of survivors. So there's I think we're I'm gonna get the number wrong, and I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for this. I think we're up to like 54 speakers. I could be wrong. Oh, wow. Um, and we are nationally. So we have some people in Montana, like there's people across the country. Um, so it's a, it's still growing, obviously. And there's constantly, like, we're constantly welcoming new people, which is good, I guess, because then the awareness is getting out about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great group of people. Uh, they, we do, obviously we have like the mixers and all this stuff. One of the things that we were talking about just recently is that there's a huge underrepresentation of minority women and men actually. Mm. And there is like, there's a yeah, need for it. We like to keep it on the sh- right, and that's don't tell nobody. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and and I didn't. I mean, my story didn't like go out until I was in my late 30s. Like people knew, but people that met me would never know. Right, um, and so that's kind of the thing. But there's a huge. I mean, when you're looking at a group of people, when you're looking at people just hanging out wherever at the park or whatever, 
You can you tell. Think about one in four pe- one in four women and one in six men. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of stories that are just that's not being told. Yeah. And so we always like, and I constantly tell people like, especially people that are in different cultures and stuff like that, because it's not just, it's, it's not discriminated. It's no. not discriminatory. It it's really everywhere. Isn't. So that's one of the things that I feel like I try to say. Now, do you find more, it's more, um, men that are the predators or have you heard stories about women predators too? I mean, predominantly I've heard of it's men. Yeah. yeah. Predominantly, but there are women that yeah, are. Yeah, of course. 100%. Um, or, mean, or at least they help them in some way. Right. And there's also that whole in, that whole concept of coercion lately, which is is a newer concept for most people. Most people don't realize that coercion portion of it is still an assault. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you agree to it, that's one thing. And I know you've talked about this recently in one yeah, of your... Yeah, BDSM. Right. There's safe, sane, consensual. Right. So, yeah, that's big. And that trust factor and that comfortability is the cornerstone to the lifestyle right because if if it's not like it's no different from abuse and rape because people people kind of link the two together when they see bdsm whether it's graphic images or whatever it is and they start saying oh this is rape this is abuse right but what they don't understand is the dynamic the the communication the connection and the consent absolutely you know what i'm saying like that trust factor And so that's like, even with the coercion thing, and I'm sure, I mean, you would be able to speak to this. So like, there are some women, well, maybe not you, but there are some women that are coercive in that they keep pressing and Mm -hmm. pushing and pushing and pushing until you give in. And then you, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's still technically a form of assault. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you might not. I mean, we heard of stories like, what's his name? The Epstein guy. Jeff Epstein. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's doing that. Of course he was. You know he and utilizing his money. Utilizing his money and saying, threat. yo, if you don't right. do this, right. threats, right. and right. this is that. and right. there you, were women, you won't get that deal. Right. I won't yeah. put you in a movie. Yeah. There were women that were like, oh, I All went to the... celebrities. Yeah. I went to the FBI and cops and they wouldn't do anything mm-hmm. because of his prominent name and what right. he would do. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's it's out here. You know, they're out here. Now, you said that it's less that there's a like a, a shortage i forgot the word they used for uh, minorities to speak out um can i ask you what your ethnicity is i'm i'm just every like i feel like i'm almost everything under the sun <laughs> like i am like that pound puppy that they used to talk about where it's like a mix of like that mutt that's everything. me um okay. i'm german hungarian two types of native american english irish italian Maybe like everything. the list i really wow, am like okay. the list goes on and on and on Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has it all. It's in like, there. it's uh, whatever. I just pick a country, I'm sure. So, and also you've, you're you working on your dual masters, right? How hard is that? And when do you see the, the light at the end of the tunnel for that? I'm still looking for the light. Um, my dual <laughs> masters, I've been doing. You want a flashlight? Yeah. To find it better? I still don't even think it's there. Like I, I'm like feeling around in the dark. I started, well, like I said, I was a hairdresser when I was 19. So since then I've been doing that and I've been, you know, doing bar, I've just been, I've been bartending since 2012. Um, and I decided that I was going to become an art teacher. That was like my original thought. And then I was like, well, art teachers, like those programs get cut. So mm-hmm. me being a genius, like I thought, um, <laughs> I'm like, let me go into like art therapy. And so then I started, That's awesome. it's amazing, but then it's like one Avenue only. So yeah. then I'm like, okay, let me go into social work. And this is how my brain gets dysfunctional. So I'm like, let me go into social work. So then I'm like, okay, I graduate with my BF, my BFA, which I just graduated in um, uh, May of last year, 2020. Congratulations. Thank you. So like that was like a big thing. So then I immediately go into this dual program and it's so intense and such a heavy, like such heavy Work-like. content 
and, you know, single mom trying to like work and do like, so I just really think that I, so you're in the programs now you're saying, yeah. okay. How have you been able to fare with all, with the pandemic and all that? Did that put a stop? Did you have to hold on to something because school closed or how did, how did that come up? It actually, um, I had to get a day job, which was mm-hmm. rough because I was bartending mm-hmm. up until COVID yeah. and it was perfect. I mean, bartending was perfect because I worked three days a week and okay. that's all I have to do. Right. So now I had to like get a real job. Right. No offense to my real, my, I know my students, I love them, but like I had to get a real job. Um, and now it's kind of funny because with social work, the field placements are, you're doing like three or four days a week in a field placement. So now like working and doing that, I'm realizing that I might not be able to do that. So now, um, I'm looking to see if I can do the teaching certificate in addition to those things. Cause as if those are not enough, I was about to say, all right, I'm not 100% there we've already kind of glossed over that but to do all of these things like maybe the teaching certificate's the best way so that i can still maintain these other things and so now i'm just trying to covid just like threw everything for out of whack for everybody yeah. right like everybody's kind of like stuck on that did you get to meet rosa de, de laura the, the she, house representative i wish i had no she had been at our school a couple of times and i was normally either in class like i'm not one of those so celebrities like i don't whatever it is, what it is. Like, I'm not one to like search out for people. If I bump into somebody and like, wow, that's awesome. Like, but I don't like really search them out. And I was always in class when she came to the school. But wait, did she come to the school to, for your piece? No, she actually works. Um, I went to Pear College of Art in Hamden, Connecticut, which actually they're moving, but like I went to, it's a, an art school and it's pretty much all they do. Um, there's photography, um, interior design. I know I'm going to forget graphic and all of these things, but that's like their main thing. So she works with them frequently. So mm-hmm. when this came out, when I did Aphrodite and Broken, I went to one of my professors because we were getting ready to have the art show at the school. Okay. And I wanted to put the piece in, but it has like, there's like vulgar words. It, like it's mm-hmm. got meat to it. Whereas mm-hmm. like, it wasn't like an assignment, you know, right. a nude painting, like, oh, they're great, but like you see them all over. Um, so it had meat to it. So I was like a little concerned about just putting it in there and like what right. the response you just wanted to make sure it was good to go. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and I, I didn't want to, I just didn't want them to take it out because right. I think that I would have been more upset about it. Like, just tell me not to put right, it in. Right. And then I don't won't, take part of it in the not, right, not the whole like, thing. Don't reject me. Right. I, yeah, that's part of it. Well, I guess that's part of it too. So don't reject me because then I would feel really upset about it. But so I showed it to my professor and he was, he was like so caught off guard because I mean, he it's told me, powerful. he's like, well, yeah. And he told me, he's like, I see you every day. He's like, you run around here like a ball of energy. She's, he's like, you never stop. You always are smiling. He's like, you're crazy as the day is long. He goes, and to, to like read this and read the pros in it. He's like, it was like reading your diary. He's like, I felt like I shouldn't have been reading it. And I was like, oh, well, it's no big deal. And he's like, what do you mean? It's no big deal. <laughs> it was like right in the height of the me too movement. Do you feel like that's a, a, a defense, not a defense, like a coping Absolutely. mechanism? Oh yeah. I'm very well guarded. I have very She's strong like, walls. <laughs> right. Please. Those, they, no, that doesn't happen. She presses the button. Right. Everything closes. It's like Fort Knox. It's better than Fort Knox. Right. Yeah. Mm. So that, I mean, and you know, I have started to. You might have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep. Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See t Become vulnerable in 
rare situations, yeah. right? But it's not. It's hard that. to it's hard to let go of that of that. You know, right, your secrets and your told. Well, and then when you do and it doesn't work out, and then you're like, "Well, f- why the fuck did I take down the wall? Like, what the hell was I thinking?" Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I do find that happens. I was gonna say, you know, with working in where I worked. So obviously, when you mentioned this topic to me, I was like, "Oh, that's easy." Mm-hmm. You know, I for myself, like I've always been attracted to thicker women in comparison. Okay. Um, I probably the same thing is like with the with men. Like, I probably so a little more meat is better. Do you feel? Wait, are you bisexual? Yeah. Oh. You were always bisexual? As long as I can remember. She was like, I, I, <laughs> like, I, I, I feel so. like it's been like that for a long time. But I was, I've only been in one relationship with a woman. and when The country music woman. Correct. And when we first met, and she's like, well, have you ever dated a woman? I said, I never met one that I wanted to see outside of my bedroom. Oh. And so that was like like our joke for a long time. And then after I was like, I'll never date another woman. Not that she's not wonderful, because she is. Mm. But I was like, we're crazy. Yeah. Like you we're wanna... nuts. No. He's like he's like, thank you. I mean, thank I you, know podcast gods. Some people are, are some of us are crazier than others, but we're cra- like in I'll own it all day long. I know yeah. my crazy. Yeah. But like, yeah, we're nuts. Did you live with her? Yes. Oh, so you got the full blown nuts when she got her period um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and and vice versa. Obviously. No, I I had a hysterectomy when I in two thousand and nine, so I have nothing left. Uh, the eggs in so no basket. Lucky. I know. So I know. Lucky. I'm super lucky for that. That man Kind of gives you that balance. Yeah. Because you say you're crazy. So ooh, when, ooh, I have a question. Ahead. What? Okay. So because you, you know, you've been in a relationship with a woman and a man. Um, what can you, how can, do you feel like, who can you be more yourself around? Mm-hmm. Or who, that is one question. And who can, like, if you're going through it mentally, like either, either you're angry for no reason or sad or whatever, who can bring you down? Like who can, Round you. That's a good question. I <laughs> you heard that the um <laughs> to speak to that actually, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a gender thing because I like there were times where she, like I think that even though she like she's so amazing, she you know she was there like helping my kids learn how to ride, my son ride his bike, like all these things, and she's like we did things that we would have never done. Like her family was big into boating. and so we would you know we were at the yacht club and all these things that we would have never had a chance to do. So she's she's. And she's logical, kind of like she's for a woman, she's logical. And I know that sounds like harsh, even though I am like a, a feminist to yeah. some degree. Um, we don't we think very emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's not a lot of like there's not a lot of black and white for us. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of gray. Right. Yeah. There's not a lot of mindful thinking. It's, we just act. Well, that or it's like we overthink. We no. There's like no in between. We either react or we overthink. And I think with her, she's able to. She had a good balance. Sometimes, yeah. When it came, just like me, when it came to other people, she had a good balance. But when now, it came to herself, not always. Now, was she a lesbian or bisexual? She's like, lesbian. Okay. She's a gold star. She has no. She's never been with a man. Okay. She says she has a gold star. That's what they that's say. That's hysterical. No, that's what they say. Is it really? <laughs> that's what she's another phrase that my daughter to told to me. me about. I was like, I don't know what that means. I just think that's right. always difficult to to women um, in a relationship because, like you were saying earlier, if you're both on your period, PMSing. There's no one that's gonna say calm the fuck down. But to some degree, men get a form of like PMS. Mm-hmm. It might not be the same, but y'all get moody sometimes too. And it's like consistently. Maybe it's an maybe it's an anticipation for like when we're gonna be moody. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. 
Like Maybe. it's a defensive thing? I don't, I don't no, know. No, there's something. On what there, movie. there is something. There is something like uh, scientifically called for it, but I forgot what it's called, but it'll mm. come to me in the middle. So if it's I like yell it version. out, I'll, I'll, you know, you'll a know. A male PMS? Yes. But it's not. It's called PMS. something else. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> what type of moody you mean? What do you mean? Uh, like, so. I mean, I, I guess that depends like on the type temp- of, on, on the man. Also. Right. Kind of. Mm, or like, qu- um, like, what's the, I can't think of the word and I'm usually good you, with You know when sometimes you feel like, like you're sharp. just, you're just mm-hmm. out of it, not out of it, but you're off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. Maybe. There's something, I don't think, there's, like a, there's a word for it. It'll come to me. Right. It might come It'll be like next later. week, but it it'll might, come to me. It might depend on the circumstance. Like, I know for me, like, if if I'm, because I'm an empath, so let it, when it rains, it might try to get my mood down. And right. now I have to be self-motivated, and I channel different things. I'm like, you know what? Let me go to the gym now. This is going to get me out of my funk. Mm-hmm. So now I don't see my sub see that with me. Because the moment I feel like she sees that, even though I could talk to her about it, like, yo, I, today I was feeling a little depressed, but I got out of it. So she'll know, right. but she won't see it. And I kind of feel like I don't want her to see that because she relies on me for my strength. Like Circadian rhythm, something like that. That's what it's called. Um, I think I've heard. You yeah. might be right on that. Yeah, I, you could Google it. But like, <laughs> but like, I feel like I don't, I don't want her to see that because when she has her moments, she could come to me. You know what I'm saying? I Whether think there's a huge misconception. Or... This like feeds into that whole toxic masculinity thing. Yeah. Like we predominantly know that if we're having an issue, we can come to you. But what I think happens is um, we, when I say we, I'm not, I put myself in that category, even though a lot of times I'm not very emotional, like I'm not very womanly in that. Okay. Like I, I've been called a dude many times mm-hmm. um, because I have no problem like cutting off. Like I have no problem cutting off emotions, like no problem. Like I can be very blunt and, and not feed into that. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that is? Because I'm a dude sometimes? No. Okay. Probably because of what you've been through. Exactly. Probably. No, it's true. Because I've been told the same thing. Right. It's, and and I've had similar with, it wasn't my, similar. I'm not a family think, member. I think but, toxic masculinity is fictitious, but go ahead. I think, well, I think toxicity okay so maybe toxicity is probably a better word to say because it's not necessarily masculinity but to some degree it is there's men are held to a standard where especially minority men are not able to be emotional or to do those things because then it's looked down upon like you're Mm -hmm. weak and i think that that we we already know that we can come to you when we need somebody to be strong Mm -hmm. so that's not necessarily the question what it is is that it's strong to a fault like women have this whole emotional, and this is the thing. So, and I don't necessarily subscribe to this. So women have this whole emotional need. Like we want to be able to share and we want you to share and everybody wants mm-hmm. to share. Like I, it, there's too much, like mm-hmm. it can be too much. And sometimes, and I'm, I'm a talker and, and I will mm-hmm. overshare and I'll, but at the same time, like I know that I'm, sometimes I don't like myself because of it. Like I okay. irritate myself. And I think that we, I think that we always want that conversation, but then when we get it, we're like, oh God, he's being so needy, like this and this and this, but that's right. And so there's like, like, I kind of feel like sometimes, well, not sometimes I feel like you women, and I will generalize. I feel like you women have a laundry list of the type of man you want. We might have a few and, and that laundry list might be unrealistic. Now let's say, let's say for like a 1% chance you get that. Everything you want in a man, I guarantee you, you're not going to want him. 
Right. There's subconsciously, you might sabotage the relationship. It might be something like, he's not giving me enough attention today. He's not doing this. Why the fuck is he around me all the time? Doesn't he have friends? Go out with your boys to the club, please. Right. You know what I'm saying? It might be something like that. But I think also the um I think also the problem is men and women don't understand each other one and they don't accept each other for who they are. Correct. Like I feel like women are like, yo, I'm loyal, I'm this, I'm faithful, I'm I'm a, I'm I open and I communicate. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you this way? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the disconnect. And a man might be the same way with a woman. Like, why aren't you this way? You know, so I think that's part of the problem. It's huge. It's huge communication lapse. And I think that like the languages of love, people talk about that all the time. That's a true thing. And it's, it's very applicable because if I'm telling you how I, I mean, it's no different than, you know, the arrangements that you make in the BDSM lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm telling you the things that I'll tolerate and I'm Mm -hmm. telling you the things that I won't tolerate, then it's just a respect thing at that point, whether or not you honor that. Yeah. And so that I think is a huge communication problem too. Um, but I think that we, most of us, like when we do have this laundry list and I, my laundry list has gone from like, a, like three pages in like a journal <laughs> to like, Two like five. And I'm being serious. Like, okay, I know this. So <laughs> like, I know, I know who I'm at. Like, I know where yeah, I'm at. Yeah. Right. But it's gone to like five, like loyalty is huge, mm-hmm. huge. Like cheating is almost like, I mean, especially because whatever, it's just yeah. sex sometimes. Like right. cheating is like what it is. Right. But like a loyalty or an emotional loyalty, those things to me are like unbreakable. So yeah. if that's broken, that's a huge problem. Mm. Um, you know, I think that can like emotional intelligence and consideration and mm. compassion, mm. I, I think that that's almost my full list. Mm. I mean, mm. don't get me wrong. I would love to have, you know, they're ideally like the, in my mind. Yeah. But I know that that's not necessarily right. what's going to happen. Yeah. The person that I'm going to end up with is probably going to be a little skinny white guy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. But you know what I mean? Like, next thing you see them all. Absolutely not. Next thing you know, she's going to be here with a, with a nice skinny guy. Right. <laughs> a nice skinny like, white guy. He's going to be like five foot two. He's going to be like 110 pounds. And I'm going to be like, I'm in love. No. Yeah. <laughs> I love him There's, so much. We, right. we, just, we just have to understand that we got to block the social media and we got to yes. understand that that we're not going to find the perfect person. We got to find right. this person that's perfect for our lifestyle exactly. and right. conducive for us. You know what I'm saying? And we're happy. Like we can't have the guy that makes six figures, but also fucks me like fucking Tarzan. And then mm-hmm. also could fix a tire and also <laughs> could educate that? me and also could be you a dominant. Down our, you know what I'm saying? And that, that woman, she can't like that woman, you know, she got to be a 10, but then she got to make this money, right. but then she got to be loyal. And then she got to do, you, you understand what so I'm saying? So to speak to that, like these guys that want all those things, like that clip that I said to you, my intro picture should be that. Like yeah. I can't be, um, it's like funny, intelligent, like all these other things and thin. So as a public service, I say yeah, thick yeah. to like make it fair to for, make it fair for no offense to anybody that's kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> to make it fun for, I mean, yeah. fair for them. So um, do you have any final thoughts? No, no. <laughs> I, we got so far. I feel so bad. We got so far off topic that, like, no, this always good. happens, girl. We yeah. start off. I know, but I mean, you know what is good? We did cover all the bullets, yeah. so that's oh, good. And then right. you know, good, we good. we talked so about what, it. With you. Final thoughts. What do you would say to, let's say, like a twenty-year-old, nineteen-year-old girl out there who's struggling with her, maybe her big breasts, her big her body, butt, image. her body, 
or a skinny girl. In all honesty, I can say that, like, and I sent you the pictures of what I used to look like. Yeah. I was hot, like, super hot. You're hot, hot now. No, no, no. Like, she said, I, like, no, you, like, you haven't I was seen my super, like, it was, then. it's ridiculous. I was, like, super hot. And, like, socially super hot. And I think about that person now and think, you know, it's really a blessing that I don't look like that now because I would act a damn fool. I wouldn't know how to, like, do what I need to do. But I think that I, knowing who I am now, and I think the the hardest part is learning who you are. So even if you're struggling with what you look like, knowing who you are and knowing realistically, I don't give a shit. Like, no offense. Like, I don't care what you think. And I don't care what you think. Not that I don't, but I do. But you know what I mean? But, like, I I know that I know my insecurities. I know my flaws. Like, I'm cool with them. I've come to grips with what they are. And I think one of the most important things is because that woman that I see in the pictures from when I was younger, she's super insecure. Knowing her, she's super insecure. She would, she wants like sex to validate her or those things like these validations that are not necessary in life at all. And to be able to know that realistically, I can buy a vibrator and, and come five times in one night, then why do I need to like make sure that I look okay? I don't. It doesn't, right. I'm not sitting there like looking at myself while I do that. Mm. Like I'm satisfied with, with all of that, like all that that encompasses. Mm. And that's really the key. So as long as you can do that by yourself, that's a. No, no, that makes right. sense. Like, but make sure that you're like doing that by yourself and be good with it. Then I think that you're on the right track. I, there's no need to be catering to everybody else or be worried about what other mm. people are thinking. Right. Cause Cater to you're yourself still gonna, first. Right. You're still right. going to be in bed alone mm. at some yeah. point. Yeah. That's you're going to, if you're, if you. If you work your way through, if you base your life off um, pleasing people, you're always going to have a stressful time. Oh, Oh, I want to please these men, so I'm going to get surgery. Now they like this, so I got to change this. Or people want me to be nice, but then I'm too nice. I'm an asshole, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, you, you know me, like, you could call me an asshole, whether it was private or on the show, I don't care right like i'm gonna be like okay we'll agree right. to disagree like you you know no, that we right. went into stuff but do you have any final thoughts i just you know thank you so much for coming no, on the for you, traveling guys. all the way from yeah. connecticut she came to see me come on let's be honest i don't know she's bisexual <laughs> right listen this okay. is like an ideal for me <laughs> see what i'm saying i mean i don't know if you realize like this is ideal <laughs> like, black man muscular right. hello right so this is do like, you like tattoos because we're both tatted i I'm just yeah saying. i have my jacket on i have full almost uh, a full suit. i'm just saying yeah you, you said she came for me <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might give you some uh, a run for your run money. For my money. Right, right. Um, yeah, but I, I, uh, I just I don't can, have the muscles. But I concur right. with with Sue. Um, thank you for coming. Yeah, out. you are you know a fabulous guest. You thank have you. so much to offer, and and yeah. check out her Aphrodite. Um, and broken and broken piece. Your stories are fabulous. Thank You're you, a man. wonderful keep, person. Thank keep you. pushing, keep pushing. You know Trying. what I'm saying, and um, keep being you. The right people are going to gravitate. You know what I'm saying? Those people that, that don't don't they don't try to adjust to certain people, right. they're not meant to be in your life. I don't those, think she's those people I I I've, I've actually been able to step away from that. Like That's that, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're so right though. You, as long as you're like unapologetically you. Yeah, you're going to get the you right get the people, people. Mm-hmm. around you. Um and hopefully maybe we could get you back on a on a future when show. When I have my skinny white my yeah, <laughs> bring him. Bring him with boyfriend. you. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. All right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you were tuned in to one of the most raw, uncut, unapologetic, no holds barred podcast, disciplinary podcast. Peace. Peace.
Dunkin is putting a whole new spin on pumpkin at Dunkin with our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold, cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam made with cinnamon and nutmeg spices. And there's more pumpkin for you to love, like the delicious fall classic, our pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin. Sip into the fall season with the $3 medium pumpkin cream cold brew or pumpkin spice signature latte. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Valid on pumpkin spice signature latte only in all cold foam cold brew. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.